Welcome back to another episode of the Charged Up Show. Today we had Kyle Maximovich, a hockey player from Erie Otters who played with Connor McDavid. He was a great guest to have on. This episode is sponsored by Revolution Hockey. Revolution Hockey is located in Cambridge, Ontario. It is a great hockey school to improve your edge work and power training. Revolution Hockey provides weekly ice times as well as prepares you for your upcoming tryouts. Thanks and enjoy the podcast. Please welcome current forward at UPI, Kyle Maximovich. How's it going, guys? Thanks for coming good, on. Good. So, how, where are you right now? Like, where are you located, and how, how's COVID been for you so far? Um, so right now, I'm at uh, my mom's house in Oakville. Um, right now, with COVID and everything, I'm kind of just waiting to head back to school. Actually, I've uh, waiting for uh, it's called travel approval. So to get over the border, you got to have you know, your, um, where you've been the last 14 days for your, for COVID testing. Uh, when you get there, you actually have to quarantine for 14 days. So that's something we had to get. We had to get our lease sent in, uh, um, proof of enrollment, all that stuff. So just kind of waiting to head back to school and, and you know, obviously get set up uh, there again. For sure. Have they have they given a call of, like, what's, what's going to be like? Like, is it going to be online only? Or do you kind of know what you're going into? Uh, yeah, so right now, um, it's online only, uh, but I'm in a couple science classes. So, uh, I think like my chemistry class is, we have a lab for that. That's like my only in-person class right now. Right. Oh, okay. That's kind of a yeah. bummer to go for one class. Yeah. Which is like, I mean, obviously doing a science lab at home, I don't know. I don't want to blow up the yeah. kitchen. <laughs> I have us uh, going for that, but yeah, other than that, I'll be honestly just waking up, going to the kitchen and uh, doing my classes. Sure. So let's get into your minor hockey career a little bit. We won't stay in there too long, but could you give us a little nutshell experience? Um, yeah, so uh, I grew up in Hamilton playing hockey out there. I played, uh, I think it was novice. I played for the Hamilton Bulldogs and then I got scouted by uh, the Toronto Marbles to come play out uh, in the GTHL. So um, I got the opportunity, and same with my older brother. My older brother got the chance to play for them too. So we both went out and we played. Uh, we played for the Marlies. Um, I played there for all eight years of minor hockey. So kind of stuck with the same program, and I really liked what they had. Really liked what they taught, and uh, obviously they're great for the fundamentals of hockey. So sure. they kind of guided me through. Um, all my minor hockey success and obviously I had to play with some great players along the way. Yeah, that was kind of the glory, not glory days. The Marlies are still obviously really good, but nothing compared to they were in the, the 96, 97, 98 years. Just look, we looked at your team too, how I'm assuming you guys were one of the best teams every year. Yeah, um, so I played uh, played the 97s up until minor Bantam and then I got the chance to play my own age and I think when I, when I dropped down, we had such a stacked team or whatever you want to call it. We went 68-0 the one year, wow. and we lost one game in, like, the finals. And then, uh, obviously, we got to win cities and everything then. But, yeah, it was uh, it was pretty special being able to play with some of the guys like uh, Taylor Radish, Mikey McLeod, uh, Cliff Poo, just a couple, couple names there. But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty special. So after that... Now- can you just kind of run us through your kind of whole draft experience going to going to Erie and obviously, um, you know, the Otters, like, great team after that. So what was that like? 
Uh, it's pretty special. So my brother is actually already on the team in Erie. Um, I talked to him a little bit uh, throughout the whole the draft year. You know, you get the uh, your agent sets up, you know, a phone call or whatever at the teams. They ask you how you are as a student and all that. And I had really good feedback and everything from Erie. So in the back of my mind, that's kind of where I wanted to go. Um, I know my parents wanted me there to save them on some travel or whatever. Uh, they don't got to go to two different teams. Right. Um, and then, you know, on the draft day, you know, you're sitting around your computer waiting for your name to pop up on that little whatever uh, screen or whatnot. And I was fortunate enough to be called by Erie. It was actually my sister who saw my name pop up first. So uh, it was great, great little celebration. And I was honestly excited to, to head down to Erie and, you know, get everything started. That's awesome, yeah. So how intimidating the stuff we're all most excited to talk about, obviously, is how intimidating is it for you going in as a 16-year-old to a team with guys like McDavid, Strom, Dabrinkat? It might, I'm assuming it helped a lot that your brother was already there, but was that? did you find that very intimidating? Yeah, honestly, so the whole, like to start the year, I honestly wasn't even supposed to be playing there. I uh, signed with a Tier 2 Georgetown Raiders team, and uh, that was supposed to be where I was going to end up. You know, I was going to go down for camp play an exhibition game or two and then get sent home. But um, things kind of fell in my way. Um, you know, a guy ended up breaking his hand, so he was done for half the year. A guy quit the team, and then they traded away another guy. And next thing I know, I made the team. And honestly, I wasn't thinking about it a whole lot in the moment. I wasn't thinking about the nerves and everything. But once the regular season started, and, you know, I saw a couple of guys that I was with. It was pretty intimidating, but a support system for my parents and you know, I had a good friend in Taylor Radish on the team and best friends with him since we were like eight years old. So um, that kind of helped with the transition and the process. But, uh, yeah, it was definitely, definitely nerve-wracking um, first heading there. Yeah, that's crazy. What was it like playing with McDavid and Strom? Like, did you, what was that whole experience? And I'm sure you get this question all the time, but would you be able to give us a little tidbit of what it was like? Yeah, well, hey, I didn't play with him. Don't get that wrong. I wasn't on the line with him. Like that. I was a 16-year-old doing my time, uh, you know, in and out of the lineup. But, um, you know, watching those guys on a daily basis, it was crazy. Like, in practice, it was, like, evidently seeing how great McDavid was and how fast he was blowing by guys on the ice. So, right. um, to be able to watch it in, in like, real time and you know, be on the ice uh, when they're on the ice, too, it's pretty cool. I know, like one weekend, I think it was, he had like four, McDavid had like four or five goals against London, who was like a top competitor against us that year. Um, and then the next night he went out and put six goals, six points up against Guelph. Like, so it was like 11, 11 points in two games. Like the guy was just, he's the real deal. And same goes with Strom too. Like, Strom, I got to play with him for a little bit longer than, than Connor. And uh, I was great to watch him. And you know, I knew Dylan from minor hockey and everything, so it was, uh, it was pretty cool. And then what, what about Dubrincat? Obviously, everyone in the OHL knew who McDavid was. Strom was another huge name, too, but Dubrincat was an American kid who people didn't necessarily know about. So what was he like? He didn't really have the pressure on him all of a sudden. He's getting 100 points. Yeah, he kind of jumped right into it. Like, I know coming into camp, we all, like, we all just got drafted and, you know, whatever you got your – cockiness as a little draft pick and then he signed as a free agent and we're like oh who's this guy who's this guy we had like a rookie orientation camp and he put up like three goals in the rookie orientation camps so we're like 
okay, we'll see what he can do in like the regular season. And then obviously like being the special player he is, he popped off and he had like 51 reps his first season. So it was, uh, it was pretty cool. He kind of just, you know, he holds his ground as a small guy. I mean, I'm not much, much taller, but um, he can definitely hold his own. And, you know, he's a pretty special player. You also had a pretty monster second year. Would you be able to talk a little bit about that year as well? Yeah, so going to my draft year, I had a, a big offseason, like big training. I put on some weight. Uh, that was kind of the big thing because I, I came into the OHL pretty small. So I put on the weight. Um, you know, I worked hard on the ice in the summer. And then for my draft year, I, know, I was just kind of going with the flow of things. You know, I started off pretty hot. And, um, you know, I got some more opportunities on the power play and, and uh, a little bit more ice on the on the top lines and yeah, I just kind of ran with it and, and uh, you know did my part for the team. So and then, oh, go ahead, Nate. Yeah, ahead. so I was just gonna say, like, so being on the team um, after like when McDavid left, you obviously the team was still stacked and you went on winning like championships and stuff. So how was that kind of run like? Like, did you take kind of an initiative like position like just climbing the ranks? Like, what was that kind of? What, what did that mean to you? Um, yeah, so, like, that year after McDavid left, we obviously made a run to the finals, and uh, we lost. And coming back, we had a pretty young core of guys, so our coach talked to us at the end of the year, and he's saying, you know, a lot of guys got to step up, and I think that's what we kind of did. Like, a lot of the younger guys um, came together and, and took on bigger roles. You know, I, I didn't play any power play my first year, and, you know, I got opportunity, and I, I did fairly well on um, you know, guys who weren't playing uh, any PK, you know, they got the PK and they got to step in and, and show what they were made of. So I think um, just making the most of the opportunity. And obviously, as you grow older in the OHL, you feel more comfortable. I think going to like my second, third year, I felt way more confident, way more comfortable um, taking on that, that bigger role just because I knew what I was going to be up against. I knew how big the guys were going to be, you know, how fast the guys were going to be. It's just a matter of, you know, creating those opportunities offensively and obviously doing my part on the D side of things where it's most important. Yeah, absolutely. You also had uh, uh, four games in the AHL, and what was that was right after your experience in the O, but what, was, what did you take away from the AHL, and how, how did that improve your game as a player? Um, I think biggest thing I took away from that was, you know, the speed and size of everything. You know, you're not playing against, you know, 16 and 20-year-old boys. You know, you're playing against men, guys who are out there hunting for a job every day. And I think, you know, my first game there, I was a little bit, you know, shook a little bit nervous and I didn't know what to expect. I think taking away you know, that speed, that pace, that everybody's always moving their feet and everybody's always looking to make a play with the puck. Um I think that was one of the biggest things I took away, and I tried to implement that coming back for my overage season, uh, my last year. So, so how, yeah, how, how did that must have added a lot of knowledge? I'd assume going into your overage season, being able to teach, just having those four games of professional where most guys in the OHL don't have any. Um, so then, obviously, what was it like? I'm assuming it was a deadline deal over to Ottawa, or close to, so Ottawa could stack up. Uh, what was it like when you found out you were going over Ottawa? Because you obviously knew they were uh, going to be a really good team. I skate with Hoff, Hoffenmeyer. Oh, yeah. So know him decently. And what was it like going to that really good team? Um, I mean, it was awesome. So 
I kind of had an idea what was gonna, like something was going to be going down over the Christmas break. I didn't talk to my agent a little bit and they'd kind of mentioned that they were interested and uh, I'm good friends with my, my GM and Erie. So he was letting me know what was going on and keep me updated. And then obviously I found out I got Trey there. A little mixed emotion, obviously sad being in Erie for four and a half years, but I'm um, getting a chance to go out and run on it, run at it with Ottawa. It was, it was exciting. You know, I never got to play in the big, bigger cities when I was um, in the OHL, obviously being in Erie, it's a smaller city, right. American community too. And um, it was exciting. Obviously I had so much fun on the ice and off the ice in Ottawa. So I really enjoyed it. What were the yeah. actual playoffs like just before we jump in? What were the actual playoffs like? Obviously you guys had an unreal playoff run and then losing to the storm. What was it like playing that storm team? And uh, we've had we've had one guy from and he was a healthy scratch during the series, but he was able to give his perspective and what was your perspective of that run in the finals? Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty crazy. I mean uh, out on the east we were I mean, we were, we were buzzing first round. Uh, we, we swept Hamilton. I was suspended for two games, actually. I uh, I clipped the goalie when he came out to play the pucks. They suspended <laughs> me. Didn't get to play in my hometown game in Hamilton. but um, And then we played Sudbury. I think that ended in, like, uh, a triple OT. But we ended up sweeping them, too. And then we beat Oshawa in the conference finals. So we, and we swept them. So heading in, we had, like, full steam of confidence we knew um we knew we were ready and everything but that Guelph team and they were they were like the comeback team of the of the year they came back on I think it was London came back and beat them from a three nothing deficit came back from SAG three one and then we were up two nothing on them and they ended up coming back yeah (laughs) but uh yeah they're a great team kudos to them but the whole playoff atmosphere is just it's a whole different scenario. I mean, you hear about it in the NHL. It's playoffs is a different story. Playoffs is a different story, and it's it is. I mean, obviously, it's not to the scale that in the NHL, but um, it's pretty uh, it's pretty crazy. Just having a packed packed rink, especially in Guelph, man. The fans there they're pretty wild, and um, yeah, I mean, it was a it was a great platform for us. And you also had to you previously played a little bit of pro. You played a few games. But what was the decision between playing pro and you, uh, you sports? Obviously, yeah, obviously you had that little taste, but did that influence you to to go the other way? Um, I mean, my family's always been about, you know, getting my education and having that on my repertoire. And obviously I went to, um, you know, I, I wanted to play pro. That was my main goal. I wanted to sign a contract. But uh, the deal just wasn't there at the time. And, you know, obviously going to University of Prince Edward Island, it was it was a great uh, opportunity for me. I knew a couple of teammates who were there now and you know they kind of recruited me in. And honestly, I've had such a great first year and I'm going to go through my university and get my education. And hopefully at the end of the day, if, if pro's still there, I would obviously love to continue playing. Obviously, we were just talking to um, Tyler Erdl, who had some friends that are at UPI, like running in, coaching, whatever. And, um, obviously, you guys are hosting the, the All of Canada's next year, right? And um, what, what's the kind of the feeling now? Obviously, it's super unknown. How have you dealt with that and dealing with the ending of the season and COVID? Um, well, like that was another. That's another big reason why I went there is because we had the nationals, and I can I can feel for the guys who 
um, went to Acadia and were recruited by Acadia for the Nationals, and they ended up getting cut short this year. So hopefully, you know, if everything goes well and, and they can sort it out and figure out a plan for it, uh, it's going to be an exciting time. I know PEI is very excited for it. We're, we're, we're playing in the Charlottetown Islanders, the QMJHL ranks. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm excited for it. Hopefully they can get the season rolling by January. That's my, my goal, but obviously they got to take the precautions and safety uh, in hand for, for what's ahead. We, we actually did have Garrett McFadden, who plays on Acadia, obviously, run us through how they were at the tournament when it got canceled. They are so close to playing. Yeah, yeah, I heard about that. It was like two teams played. I think St. Mary's and Guelph or somebody like Somebody played uh, two games, and then the rest of the guys, they just cut short. They actually they had the uh, so they had the women's nationals at our rink. We were at the rink watching Owen Hedrick, his sister is uh, played for U of T, and they they just played and they lost. They were eliminated, but literally like two hours later, tournament holder tournament was canceled, and it was like wow. all these teams are stranded here in PI. <laughs> um, got hotels booked for the rest of the week. They don't know what to do. So it's um, that was a bit of. Gong show, but obviously they had to do uh, a safe thing and shut it down. Yeah, well, we, uh, I think that's that's all for today. But yeah, it was it was really cool to hear your perspective on a bunch of different stories, and it was cool to hear your career in itself. But I want to thank you and appreciate you coming on the show. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. We'll definitely be watching you. I'm sure everyone will keep track, and hopefully that the tournament's able to happen next year. Yeah, I hope so. Keep my fingers crossed. For sure. But uh, good luck with the podcast, guys. Really yeah. appreciate it. Thank you very much.